Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. Good morning, Olga. How are you today? Good morning, Jessica. I'm doing well. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I am here with Olga Cobb and she is a wellness coach and um, she helps people to achieve wellness in all areas of their lives, especially females, especially women. Um, and I was really excited to meet her and chat with her and we just instantly connected. So, um, so I wanted to have you on the podcast. I thought we could have some really helpful and um, inspiring conversations for artists and creatives about uh, what is wellness and how to incorporate wellness into all your areas of your life so that your, um, your life is more fulfilling, but also your art is more fulfilling too. Um, so, so yeah, Olga, how did you get into be, becoming a wellness coach? Uh, so I got into uh, coaching about right before COVID started, uh, and I was very intrigued. I started doing a lot of research on coaching, uh, positive psychology, and I came across um, a course the University of Pennsylvania offered, um, and it was based on meditation, positive thinking, positive psychology, and I in instantly fell in love with it. I was like, I have to be a part of this. So I joined um, uh, Penn and I started taking the course and I just fell in love with meditation and wellness and something in me started um, erupting, you know, mm. I just started feeling there's something that I need to do. I something that I need to start. So I started taking more classes. I started focusing on meditation, yoga. I started focusing on coaching. Uh, needless to say, I wasn't sure what I was going to end up doing. Um, and after that, I fell in love with um, helping women. Um, I have some background. Um, I'm in the behavioral health field. I've been doing uh, support and helping others for about 15 years, helping individuals living with mental health challenges, as well as veterans uh, that need help, uh, mental health families that need support. So I've kind of walk with them and I help them get to the other side of things. So um, it's something, it's a, it's a great, um, I've been doing this for such a long time and I really enjoy what I do but there was something that was thriving in me. And um, I, after taking a lot of the courses, educating myself about what mental health is, what wellness is, I uh, developed a vision to start working with women, women, girls, young women um, that are going through transitions in life. Mm -hmm. 
um, anxiety, depression, uh, divorce, um, any kind of transition career. Uh, I work with individuals and we focus on building confidence, little things like that, not self-sabotaging yourself, uh, having a right mindset, having a focused mindset, keeping a journal, um, a real journal, an actual hard copy journal or on your phone, uh, things like that. Um, I work with women uh, and that's some, just something that just thrived in me. And I'm so happy that uh, it all started right around COVID because I was focused more on coaching and developing myself. Mm, yeah. Rather than focusing on what's out there on the news, it was hard to balance both, but yeah. I really had a vision to focus on wellness. So it all came evolved at the perfect time. So. Wow. Um, so that's, that's awesome. And I think that um, for a lot of people, 2020 actually woke them up to something um, to like a different purpose for their lives because so many people lost their jobs or were in transition um, because of the situation that COVID created. And so I think for a lot of people, it was actually a blessing in disguise um, that they were able to maybe let go of a job that they didn't actually really want to be doing anymore, you know, and have the courage to take those steps, um, which is your logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That came to me too. I, I was so inspired to, I was like, okay, well, I need a logo. I need a vision. I need a mission. I need to know what I'm doing. And it all came to me within like weeks. I knew what I was doing, which is that's, awesome. Yeah. That's so inspiring. That's great. That's so awesome. So you said that you had been um, working for 15 years with people. Were you like a social worker or what, what were you doing before this? I, I, it's funny how I ended up in this field. Um, I actually have a business background, uh, mm -hmm. management and marketing, marketing. I'm a big marketer. I love marketing, mm -hmm. um, social media, like marketing, everything and anything. I've, that's my background. Um, that's where I graduated from, you know, mm -hmm. with a degree in that, but something I was working in a bank, I was making decent money. And something in me wasn't getting fulfilled. I wasn't, it wasn't doing it. The banking and the, and, you know, it's a great, a, a decent paycheck, mm -hmm. but it wasn't doing it for me. So I remember just driving and I, needless to say, I just found behavioral health. I don't know. I started. So what I do is I help, uh, I pair up uh, individuals that are in need of support. Um, in need of a friend, in need of a companion, someone that they can rely on, a mentor um, when they're going through a hard time, a hard phase in their life. So that's something that I've been doing for about 15 years. And I think a lot of it. And then, of course, I work with the vets. I started uh, working with the veterans about five, five six years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, work with their families and I work with the VA hospital. And we, prior to COVID, it was beautiful. Everything was just thriving. We were in person doing things and mm -hmm. pairing up people. I think right now pairing up people is not an issue, mm -hmm. but the issue is the in-person and having that personal communication, that intimacy of one-on-one, -on -one, you know, yeah. 
and feeling that, and I think, uh, yeah, we do have social media, we do have FaceTime, we do have Zoom, we have so many things that can help, but having that uh, face-to-face, you know, connection, communication with someone um, is, 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 is gold, you know, yeah. it's just something that keeps us going, I think, as, as humans. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're like made to be in tribes, right? And we like thrive on interactions with each other and there's nothing that can replace, you know, physical in-person interactions. And um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been tough, but hopefully things are starting to turn around now. And um, yeah, so I'm curious um, for when you work with women and when you work with empowering women, um, so a lot of the women, a lot of women listen to this podcast, like creative women, artists, women, and, um, you know, uh, they're not just artists, right? They, they are also women who have, um, full lives. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, we, we all go through challenges in life and for artists, particularly around our career and, um, having like a work-life balance, um, a lot of artists I have found do struggle with some measure of um, confidence in their work and in presenting their work and in actually believing that they are um, worthy of like receiving the dreams that they desire. So what would you say to um, an artist who feels that way? I think the, the best thing um, for an artist or for an individual, for a woman, for a girl, for for anyone that I come across with, uh, I think the best thing is to find that safe space and that spaciousness um, within yourself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we find the spaciousness with uh, in our homes or sometimes it's outdoors or somewhere. And sometimes we just have to uh, create our own mindset, mindset where we have to dream. We have to learn how to dream. We have to develop maybe a goal or two Mm -hmm. uh, to believe in. So if you are producing or if you're, you know that you're going to be creating an image or you're going to be doing something, you're attending an event this weekend with something, you have no assurance, no maybe confidence in yourself. You kind of have to, I believe in positive affirmations. This episode is sponsored by the Luminary Artist Academy. The Luminary Artist Academy is a six-month, self-paced, transformational course for contemporary realist feminine artists to blossom into the higher level of professional success from the inside out. The Luminary Artist Academy was written for you. As an artist myself who has been through the dark night of my own soul, and through the thickets of my own limiting beliefs, in order to come out on the other side, I feel the struggle and I know where you are. I know the desires that you feel and the frustration at feeling like they are out of reach. And I have discovered the keys to unlocking your own potential and totally transforming the reality of your creative practice and your experience as an artist in a very short time after doing it myself. I wrote the Luminary Artist Academy to share this process with you. So the Luminary Artist Academy is a comprehensive, 
detailed step-by-step course that takes you on an odyssey through the inner chambers of your heart and soul to your creative practice and out into the world where you shine your confident feminine light as a luminary in your field. This course supports you every single step of the way to guide you into stepping into your highest version of yourself within your artistic career and your life. Don't let another year go by just thinking about it and without taking action. Being in limbo, saying next time or I'll do it later, is the reason why you feel like you're spinning your wheels and staying stuck. By doing the same things in the same way, you'll likely be in the same place you are now, six months from now, if you don't take action. Take the first steps today to believe in a different future for yourself. The gallery shows, press celebrating your work, and sales pouring in from your art is what you know you are meant for and what you ultimately deserve. Your most aligned artistic career is waiting for you. It's time to believe in yourself and value your dreams. I believe in you. Explore the course via the link in the show notes or at www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com. They are amazing. Um, having values as well. It's one of the things that I do with women and girls. We have we focus on the values that are already there, mm-hmm. already in us. We just don't really think about them when we're attending an event and we're like, everybody's going to be super, you know, amazing there. And I'm just going to be present. <laughs> so focusing and remembering and reminding yourself of those affirmations, positive affirmations or your values um, or putting something in a journal for yourself. But I think it all starts with creating that spaciousness for yourself. Mm, I love, yeah, I I love that. Yeah, I love that idea of taking space and creating space for yourself. Um, And and yeah, what do you think that that creates in you? which we all long for we all want but it also I think it takes away um that wrong mindset where you're not really focused on the negative of yourself oh I'm this I'm that but you're more you're you find that spaciousness and that openness within nature it could be nature it could be yoga it could be uh somatic practices one of the things that I believe in as well um different power walking, it could be meditative um, walking, which is great, which I I enjoy so much. But I think what happens is when you find that safe space for yourself, whether it's just drawing, whether it's painting, um, or taking a short walk somewhere in the woods or being by being by water, like being just a body of water, maybe by a lake or, or attending like a you know, somewhere attending a going to Ocean City, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere that gives you that um, space to be yourself. Yeah. Uh, personally, for me, I, which is for some, um, for some, it, it might be scary, but for me, I enjoy being alone. Mm-hmm. So for me, I can just head on to a park, you know, and just take that little short walk. And I know that I'm already empowered, fulfilled. And I can probably face the world or face that challenge that I have to face 
next week or <laughs> the next day. You know, that's just how I found my spaciousness and my way of doing things and, and coping with struggles, coping with different things, which I think is wonderful for others. It's, I mean, there's so many things. And one of the things that a person can, can um, maybe do some research is just type in somatic practices online or something. And then I work with a lot of uh, individuals and we focus on somatic practices, such as breathing, breathing kata. There's something on the internet that you can find breathing kata. It's a different way of breathing. Hmm. Uh, you're breathing through your mouth and then you're breathing out through your nose. Doing that five times mm-hmm. already puts you into that um, spaciousness of, of peace and you feel more in control and you just feel more present. And I think what it does is you you focus on you start focusing on your goal more, and a lot of it has to do maybe putting putting on your journal, uh, focusing on those goals, your values. What are you focusing on? What is your determination? Like, what are you trying to achieve? I'm trying to achieve putting something together, or like I'm trying to open an art studio, or I'm trying to uh, attend an event with someone, or doing a podcast. And for some, it can be very intimidating. I think after COVID, we've been put into this phase of life where things are just put on us, <laughs> you know, and we just kind of have to bounce back. We have to cope with it and forget about anxiety and stress. You just deal with it, you know? And I think there's a lot of times when people wake up with anxiety or if they have anxiety in the middle of the night or they overthink and they do things. And it's wonderful if you have a self-care routine that works, that's great, stick to it. But for some, they don't. And some people just need some sort of um, guidance, just a few few short little uh, things that they can identify within themselves. And everything is within ourselves. Our peace, the peace, the spaciousness, all of that is our values is in us. We just have to make it come alive. So, Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I've never heard anyone speak about the idea of creating space like that before. Actually, I take that back. In yoga, they say we are creating space in the body. And um, I hear that in yoga a lot and like the different stretches and stuff, it opens you up and um, and it feels really great. Um, but um, I've never heard about that like as far as like mental, taking mental space, but it makes sense because um, fr- from, from what you said, what I'm taking from that is the idea of getting rid of distractions and like coming back to your core self and um, like your more pure desires of what you want for your life and who you want to be in your life. And, um, and like removing the distractions or comparisons and getting to that real pure place of joy and self-expression of like, what, it, what do I want to come out of me? like not thinking about other artists who might be better than me or um, not thinking about what society expects of me, um, more thinking about like, what, well, what is my true expression um, as I'm here on this earth, you know, not just for my art, but also for my life. And um, I, I find that that's what happens with me when I take walks, walks are really amazing. Um, I also, I get so many ideas on walks too. Cause I think you're just like, I don't know. Like, I think that you get into like a flow state 
when when I run or when I walk um, outside in nature, especially, um, I just get into this really great flow state. And um, it's like you're you're absorbed in your surroundings, but you're not like on high alert trying to figure something out, like if you're writing an email or something like that. So you get into this really relaxed space and it like allows these ideas to like bubble to the surface. Um, and yeah, I think, I think space is really important. My mom always used to call it margin. Like, do you have enough margin in your day? And I like that idea too. Um, Cause you think of like a page, if you're writing a page, like yeah. how much white space do you have? Um, I've heard people talk about white space too in your life, just like mm -hmm. allowing there to be some space so that you can, you can just be, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. I have heard the margin when I was younger. Um, and someone said that you have enough margin. And I'm, and I'm like, hmm, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am focusing on that in my life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, so what are some of your, um, okay, so another thing, okay, this is kind of specific, but another thing that can derail artists is, um, is that they, um, they, they feel emotions very deeply. I, I think that they feel, they allow emotions into their life and to move them at like a deeper, uh, in a deeper way than perhaps like the average person. Um, so like they, uh, they feel things very deeply in life. So the job of the artist is to, you know, to feel things that other people are not willing to feel like, <laughs> and to express that. And so um, some of these things can be painful and, and be, because a lot of artists are like highly sensitive people in this way, sometimes when painful emotions come into their life, it can really derail them and like, um, derail their creativity. And then also, um, it can, it can really affect them in a very strong way. Um, so they may feel higher highs and lower lows. And, um, what would you say are some good tactics for artists, um, or highly sensitive people like that, who are, who feel things very deeply? what would be your, um, what would be a good way that artists can process difficult emotions so, so they don't like hijack their projects or their life? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a very uh, sensitive person as well. So I, I can relate uh, big time with that. And I have a lot of friends. And I think one of the things that have taught me is I've the friends that I've been, and I've one of my one of my good friends is an artist, so I can I I understand how that. Um, I always was wondering, well, why do they understand me so much? Why do they? And of course, they're like wonderful artists. Like he he um he's a phenomenal artist, and he just he's able to uh, create something on a piece of paper, and it's just like it's magical. So I. I understand how that is, but needless to say, uh, you have to have a self-care routine, a self-care package in a way. This is some, something that in behavioral health, um, right around COVID, 
you've probably saw a lot of articles, a lot of workshops, a lot of um, invites here and there uh, related to your field. Um, they have a self-care routine. So having a self-care routine, it's interesting. Behavioral health, um, I have friends that work in the behavioral health and they have, they've actually opened up spaciousness. They've opened up time. If you're having a really hard time at work and you need some time to process, go take a walk outside. Go take some time to be alone and just, you know, we don't want nothing to happen to you. So are the jobs out there, they're recognizing how important it is to have a personal day, how important it is to have that time for yourself. Mm-hmm. But you have to create um, your own self-care routine, mm-hmm. whether it's shutting your phone off for two or three hours. Mm-hmm or reading your values and reading who you are and what you are and what you believe in. And you, I think one of the beautiful, one of the, one of, one of the beautiful things that we've um, developed with uh, some of my clients, and it's so beautiful to like see values that people have. And you can like, I can, you can even feel their energy mm-hmm. uh, through Zoom in person, but you can feel the energy of strength and what they believe in reading that to yourself it's almost like you have to wake up or in the morning or in the evening or after that meeting or that wherever you were that has given you that maybe negative energy or um, too, too much emotions that you can't process and you're having a hard time processing. it. Uh, you almost kind of have to go back into your diet, tap into your self-care mm-hmm. and see what speaks to you at that time. Oh yeah. I I love that idea. Yeah. Sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes I will be like troubled by something like a question in my life or, um, like a direction I have to take or um, a conversation I have to have with somebody. And, um, I know that I can talk to as many people as I want, but at the end of the day, it's my decision, you know, and it's my life. And, and I know what to do like inside of me, you know? And so it's, um, it's, it's been powerful to realize that and to know that like, you actually, like your, your deeper self already knows the answer, you know? And so when you go, when you take that time to like be still, whether that's going on a walk, doing meditation, doing prayer, um, even like sitting in your studio and just like looking at your paintings, like I have done that for hours. Like, um, and to me, it's, it's interesting. That particular method is interesting because it's like, you're sitting with your own energy. Cause you're looking around at the pieces that you've created. And, um, it's like, they're all like manifestations of you basically, um, because you created them. They came from you. And so um, I I do this specifically when I'm like thinking about my work, like what direction I'm gonna take next um, or what this piece needs or something, you know, or from the middle of creating something and I'm not sure which direction to go, then like, just like kind of like sitting there and being with it and like something will come up, you know, as as I'm just like sitting there and just like taking the time to be present Um, and, Yeah. Yeah. Taking that time to be still is really important because something I will say is 
there's so much pressure these days in, in today's society to produce something instantly. Like you think about the online culture and how, dis- how disposable that is. Like even for artists, like on Instagram or something, like people are, people are producing, images are cheap now, you know, like people are producing so many images, but um, to kind of like remove yourself from that sometimes and go back to like, well, why did I wanna be an artist? Probably not because you wanted to be on social media and create content all day. Probably because there's something really special you wanted to create, um, like out of physical materials that will stand the test of time and like make a cultural, culturally significant impact. Yeah. And to take time to unplug and um, and to realize that like your purpose is higher than just like getting a bunch of likes um, and your yeah. work is destined for something much bigger than that if you believe it. Um, right. And yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that was very rambly, but. No, this is great. This is how I, I, yeah, I have a lot of people that sometimes when you're in the health field or mental health field or whatever, behavioral health uh, therapy, counseling, a lot of my friends are, we have that attraction People just come and open up to us and we're yeah. like, oh, that's, that's it's a gift. It's a gift. So thank you so much for sh- sharing that here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So yeah, for me, um, when I am troubled by something or I want to um, kind of get away from like all the pressure um, within my industry, it does really help to like be out in nature and remember why I even became an artist because that is the pure inspiration that you you need. That's the heart of your work. The heart of your work is not how many galleries can I get into? How much work can I sell? The heart of your work is that like spark of inspiration and it's so important to keep that alive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're very aware of who you are and what you do. That is such a gift. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've worked, I've worked, uh, I shouldn't say I've worked hard on it. I've, I've, um, I've delved deeply into it. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so my other question for you is, uh, so we talked about emotional and then, um, what are some things that, um, people can do physically to enhance their wellness as an artist or a creative? Uh, so physically, uh, for everyone, it's different. Uh, for some, uh, power walking can be stressful. You know, power walking can be, or working out, going to the gym can be intimidating. Being around people, being around others, uh, it could trigger some things. So uh, some, for some, it could be uh, trying different things trying something new, joining a yoga studio for a month. Yoga studios have wonderful packages now, like under $100, unlimited this and that, Um, Pilates, uh, biking. uh, You could also find things within the area. I am surprised how people are coming alive after COVID (laughs) right now. There are so many things in our own neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Uh, might want to find that you could find that on social media 
Sometimes we get like event updates for our towns, things that they're hosting at a local parks. I was at a beautiful park um, nearby where I live and they have events. Um, they have um, events for women, uh, walking uh, with other women. It's like once a month and you are, you're probably going to find a friend when you attend one of those events. Right, you're probably right. going to find someone, but you could probably have some coffee later, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, or connect with someone. You really have to kind of just find your own way. I have a friend who loves to go uh, surfing. She's not a surfer. She just surfs. She finds a way to surf and it works. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm trying for this year, this summer, I am going to try to surf. I don't know how it's going to go, nice. but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I already got myself a board. Everything's going to just be okay. And things like that. So trying new things that work yeah. for you. I'm a big believer in meditation and yoga. I oh, I think you cut out there. I'm a big, uh, sorry about that. I'm a big believer in meditation and yoga. Um, so those are some of the things that I find joy in and, and things that, um, bounce, you know, give me that balance. Um, but I also like to bike. So biking is beautiful, but one of the things you kind of just have to try things, do different things, mm-hmm. uh, different things that, um, are calling to you, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Different things that I would even say that you're curious about, like, yeah. um, and that you're like, oh, that that's interesting. I, I wonder how it feels to do that, you know, yeah. and and just like following that. And then, what about food? How how um how does food affect us? Um, I I I've done so much research on this subject, but I am so curious to know how you feel about this. Um, as creatives, um, yes. Um, our emotional, mental health is so important. Our physical health is so important. Moving, but then what we put into our bodies also is something to be mindful of. So, what would you say about that topic? So, when I first, right before I became a coach, um, one of my friends who's a yoga instructor, we just connected. She found me, um, and we kind of just connected. And she, we, were, we had this conversation about food, and she is very um, empathic. And one of the things she shared with me and I shared with her um, and then I started kind of diving in and doing more research on um, the food that we put in our bodies, the coffee that we drink, uh, the teas and the sugars and whatever else. Um, She, one of the things that I've found to be very amazing, if possible, if your health permits, and if you agreed with your doctor that it's okay to, to move forward in it, but it, um, uh, intermediate fasting is amazing. Um, it does wonders for, I think for people that have mental health challenges, mm-hmm. I've seen dramatic changes um, in people, in their emotions and their feelings and their triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, their body is more, um, self-aware and it builds that immunity when you do the, the um, yeah. immediate fasting and for every age, for every weight, it's different for men, men and women. It's different. Something that you can research or maybe uh, visit your nutritionist to kind of just develop a plan. But I've seen, I've done it all myself and it's, it's beautiful. It, I've seen changes, major changes. Um, and how do you do it? I'm just curious, not, 
And just a disclaimer, this is not medical advice for anybody, but um, because I've heard of it different ways, like um, some people say intermittent fasting, intermittent fasting, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, they, some people say um, it's like, just like not eating till after noon. And, um, and other people say it's like skipping a full day of meals um, every like two days or something. So how did you do it? So I've tried uh, doing it. I've, I've tried the one day where I didn't eat. And then that's how I started out was um, just trying once a week when I could probably on a day where I'm not going to be working, where I'm not going to be doing too much. And I just started testing it out on myself and I would not eat for the whole day. Mm -hmm. um, or what I usually like to do is I, you could do morning or morning or evenings where you can skip breakfast and then maybe um, start eating like from two to four. And then you have that time frame to eat. And then you kind of dive into the uh, in, intermediate, the uh, fasting again mm -hmm. um, in the evening. So you kind of have to figure out what works best for you. What I found for me, um, I've noticed that when I don't eat in the morning, um, I guess that worked for me. I didn't really, if I ate like after 12, I felt fine. I felt better. I had more energy, but yeah. then I've noticed that when I started eating in the morning, I would, my energy level would go down mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I wasn't, even if I was just having like, um, something very, very healthy, like a banana and some water or oatmeal with like nothing added, mm -hmm. I was still feeling, uh, drained and, and not feeling too well. So I, I kind of had to find my balance and see what worked for me. Um, I'm a big believer in eating clean um, as, as much as you can, eating um, berries and eating veggies and fruits raw, raw, having like a raw diet of, of just eating those things. And I personally, I like to avoid meats. I don't really eat a lot of meat. Um, when I do, it's once, once in a while, uh, but you really have to find what works for you. And I think how you find that is you start listening to your body, start being more aware yes. of what your body is yeah. doing, your emotions, when you're eating um, that cake that you show me eating anyway, but you're eating it. If you start, if you're starting getting, getting those like mixed emotions, I really do believe in that. If yeah. you're starting to, you're, you were fine the other day, you had a beautiful day, and then all of a sudden your emotions are through the roof and you're not, you're maybe more anxious or depressed, maybe focus on what you're eating, you mm -hmm. know, that just be aware of what we're putting in our bodies. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I've personally, for me, I've noticed that um, meats, any kind of meats, um, it has to be organic. If I'm eating a meat, it has to be organic, something that's um, or maybe from a farm locally, there's a, a really nice farm near me that I really enjoy going to. Um, and I just buy some meats there once in a while because I, you know, and when I do prepare my meats, they're, they're really nice. They're just, they make me feel good. So, um, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. just, something, yeah. Something Thank you so much. Everybody yeah, has um... to find their own thing, you know, and sometimes a nutritionist helps, but sometimes just listening to your own body and doing the research online mm -hmm. um, is all that it, what we need, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's really helped me. And <clears throat> um, I think what you're describing is like 
they they've given a name to it intuitive eating it's like um like listening to your body and then like following what your body is craving a lot of times and um in a healthy way and i think that's really interesting because for years like speaking of like meat i didn't i didn't ever want to eat meat like ever growing up like um like i mean my family would like really encouraged me to eat like my chicken and like all this stuff growing up. And I would like, never, I would always have to like force it down. Um, but the more I learned about, and I think it's actually something to do with marketing, um, in that the meat industry has marketed that like, you have to have meat to have protein, but actually you don't have to have meat to have protein and you, you can get protein from other sources. Um, protein is actually in in all plants, it's also in nuts. Um, and you can get like supplements as well. Um, but learning about all that, like as an adult and being like, oh, actually like, I don't need to like force myself to eat meat, you know? I can like, just like follow my body's intuition. Yeah. Um, it's just been very freeing. And I, I uh, yeah. And, and it is interesting, like you have to understand how your body um, reacts to different foods. And, you know, for me, if something doesn't agree with me, I'll feel it like in the pit of my stomach and I'll feel it like almost immediately. Like, and, um, and so just learning like what makes your body feel, um, empowered and like fueled and full of life is really, um, you know, it's, it's about being in tune and listening to it, I think. Yeah. 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 And so, um, So this relates to art in that, you know, you are your most important asset as an artist. Like you are physically doing the work of like creating these amazing visions, right? And um, so you're physically doing the work. So you have to keep your body healthy and it's, um, you know, taking care of yourself is, it may seem like time consuming, but actually it's like extending your working time. You know what I mean? It's extending your ability to create more work in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. We are more capable than we realize what relies in us, you know, in our own hearts, in our own, um, in our own path, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, so one of the things like when we were talking about emotional health and then also also physical health, um, a lot of artists become very consumed with their work and like that's that's their entire life. Like they don't really have that much um, like external interests or a lot of artists um, don't take care of themselves um, from, from just what I've seen and what I've, what people have told me just about their lives and stuff. Um, and, be, and that's because art, takes time it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of energy mm-hmm. and um some artists may think that all these things like um journaling like going on walks um doing meditation preparing healthy meals all these things they don't actually um help them with art making and they're just a big distraction and so they just skip it and um you know they just do the bare minimum to to get the work done you know and um, I've seen this so many times and, um, and, and it makes me a little bit 
it makes me sad because um because life is meant to be lived with like your whole heart mind body soul and um and when all of those things are working together i think you're going to create more powerful art yes yeah i agree with you Mm -hmm. um and same goes for coaching or in any field that you're in uh if you have a way of taking care of yourself um one of the things as coaches that we do we or we hold uh, each other accountable um, on how we work as coaches and what we do. We hold each other accountable for our own self-care routine. That's beautiful. So we as coaches, we thrive, we do well, we help others only if our own self-care routine, if we have one, if we actually do it every day um, or every other day, however that looks for um, an individual, a coach, uh, so that's something that we, I think this is everyone. I think we all have to, in order for us to uh, do well uh, in our careers or in our the passions that we have uh, in our lives as artists, as, um, you know, as coaches or uh, in any field that you're in, you have to have a plan for yourself. Mm-hmm. For some, it might not even be, Uh, taking a walk for some it just might be reading something inspirational in the morning you know for yourself to get that day started or for some it's journaling having like writing out your goals in your day and and then finding peace and joy in that you know so I think the more but I think we have to we just have to be one of the things that I've learned is resiliency Um, I became um, one of the things that I've uh, right around COVID. One of the things that I think that has evolved in me um, is being more resilient, being more resilient and with things, with, with people, with life in general, because life will always throw a curveball, something, something's going to happen. And we have to learn how to bounce back. Oh, I think you're cut out a little bit just have to uh, learn how to uh, bounce back very quickly from not being in that uh, state of um, negativity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And one thing you can bounce back is yourself. That's what I, that's what I really learned in COVID. You you can't control anything in the world, (laughs) but you can control yourself. You can control your own life and you can control your small choices which create a ripple effect into everybody else's lives, you know, from yours. And um, it's, it's, it's empowering to realize that, especially when the world seems out of control, or even when the art world seems out of your control, just to remember you have the power in your life to make your own choices um, that's, that are important, you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Well, where, where, um, where can we, find out more about you and your um, coaching practice, Olga. Yeah. So I just, so I'm actually going to be um, doing something. uh, I'm going to be part of a Delaware County, uh, I think it's called Delco CSP. Mm -hmm. And they are, I'm going to be a keynote speaker there. Um, Oh, cool. Congratulations. You can find information on Eventbrite. um, Mm -hmm. And it will be on my website next week. 
Um, it's May 16th from 10 to 11.30, and I'll be doing a workshop, um, Mental Health Hour, Accessing Your Inner Peace. Nice. And you can go to my website, uh, and my website is takethestepscoach.com. Um, my logo is in the back as well. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And we'll put all those um, links in the show notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so you, you work primarily with women and, um, girls in all transitions, not just artists. So you, you work with a lot of different people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, a lot of the things, um, I'm noticing one of the things that I'm learning about other coaches is, and myself is we good coaches, we work with clients for a short period of time. We don't work with, like, we get you to the other, the, the destination that you're trying to achieve, or you're trying to get to, and then you move forward, you know? Mm-hmm. So you use a coach almost like when you need that little assurance and that pick me up in a way mm-hmm. to, um, to get to the destination that you're trying to get to or overcome something. Uh, so that's just something that I take pride in. I'm very grateful that I have that. A lot of the folks that I work with, um, you know, it, it's short. We we get to the, we get to know each other better, and we do an intake, and then we kind of just move into what we need to work on. So and and so it's it's nice. Um, it's nice uh, to to be doing this. It's an honor to to have been used this way, you know, to be able to help others and especially women. That's, it's a big, um, it's a big blessing to me. So, yeah. Ah, oh, this has been so amazing, Olga. I just loved your energy and your heart for helping other people. And I think, um, I think we had some really great discussions today. So, um, I so appreciate your time and, um, yeah, I'll look forward to seeing you around and staying in touch. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Okay. Thank you so, so much. It's been a joy and a pleasure. Wonderful. All the best to you. Um, Positive energy your way. Thank you so much. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.